Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Welcome to Dirt Radio a program about grassroots activism run by Friends of the Earth on 3CR. I'm Claude, a volunteer at Friends of the Earth, and we're broadcasting from beautiful Wurundjeri country in Collingwood, Victoria. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. And I'm joined by Freya Leonard. Good morning. Good morning to you, Claude, and hello, listeners. How are you going on this chilly morning? Thanks so much for being here today. Freya is one of Friends of the Earth's No More Gas campaigners. It's great to have you with us in the studio. And uh, today we'll be hearing about some exciting updates in the No More Gas campaign, as well as an upcoming event. Stay tuned and we'll be back right after this announcement. Able-bodied Australia does not realise that people with disabilities across the board are being discriminated against. Then the government to demand that we go out and get a job without removing the disincentives like the lack of access to transport and community infrastructure, without providing accessible buildings that can provide barrier-free employment. I'm not getting a fair go and I don't like it and I'm saying so. You're listening to 3CR, 855 on the AM dial. So we're here in the studio with Freya Leonard from the No More Gas campaign. Um, So to give us a bit of a bird's eye view, um, what is the significance of getting off gas when it comes to climate change? Well, gas is easily you know one of the most potent climate accelerants that we have it's 80 times more polluting to the climate than carbon dioxide and uh, and that's over a 20 year period and of course the next 20 years are absolutely critical in stopping runaway unlivable climate change we only have to look at what's been happening in the global north in the last couple of months and remember the bushfires that we ourselves have lived through prior to the pandemic and the flooding that has followed that to understand that we are already in a climate crisis. So it's really urgent that we put the brakes on gas immediately and really, you know, look at how we can maximise energy efficiency and um, and move to a zero carbon energy future. Absolutely. Thanks for that kind of overview. It's always good to situate because there's like so many different aspects of like, you know, coal and gas and um, yeah, getting off fossil fuels. So it's really good to kind of like figure out exactly where gas sits in in um, in the scheme of things. Um, so can you tell us a bit about the recent announce- announcement that there'll be no more new gas connections in new houses being built? 
It would be my pleasure. I am delighted to celebrate that the Victorian government has seen the sense of refusing new gas connections. This is something that I and a number of campaigners have been working on for many years. Uh, I've been on this crusade for about three and a half years or something. So it's really, really, you know, excellent to see the Victorian government stepping up to some common sense. And in fact, when they announced that they were no longer going to be forcing new developments to connect to gas where it was available, uh, that was a moment that was that was uh, that was an opportunity that was lost. I was honestly hoping that at that point they would be saying we'll be banning any new gas connections. But to be clear, it's not all gas connections. It's just gas connections under planning permit, so in the planning scheme, and it's only for residential. So if you're building a big commercial building, uh, you can still have that heated by gas, which we see as really unfortunate. I mean, you know, we've banned um, smoking in public buildings across Victoria because we recognise that it's really bad for people's health to be inside a closed environment with a smoker. But uh, when we use gas heating, gas cooking in our homes and buildings, it is the same as being inside with a heavy smoker. It leads to a 12% increase in asthma risk. So, you know, we, we really think that if the state government is serious about protecting people's health, protecting the climate and saving people from a really uneconomic fuel source, that they will refuse gas connections full stop across Victoria. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully that's the next step. But um, yeah, a huge win anyway for the campaign and yeah, awesome to get those wins along the way. Um, And it's great to see the Get Off Gas Pledge website up and running. How's it going? Tell us a bit about it. So at the moment we are sneaking up on 200 pledges. We might have just pipped 200 pledges while I've been sitting here. Um, We had a very soft, quiet launch just amongst friends so that we could test out, iron out any bugs, you know. Um, And uh, we're already seeing quite a strong result from people. You know, I was expecting that it was just going to be a bunch of my friends that were signing up to start off with and fellow activists. And it turns out that there's this really quite broad range of people, names I've not seen before. So word is getting out. Um, The Get Off Gas gas Pledge, we are inviting people to go to um, http colon forward slash forward slash (laughs) getoffgas, all one word, dot org, dot au. If you have gas in your home, We would like you to say what gas appliances you have, how many people in your household. And this is quite important to say whether you are owning your own home, whether you are a private renter or you're in public or social housing, making the distinction between public housing provided by the state government and social housing that's more charity run, affordable housing options. And, uh, and then take the pledge. And when you do that, you have the option to then send an email through to your local MP and it also goes to the Energy Minister and it says to um, the politicians of Victoria, I want to get off gas. I would like some help to do that if required. Uh, not everybody can afford to install solar panels. Not everybody can afford to um, swap their appliances out. But particularly if you're a renter, or if you're living in public or social housing, you literally have no say in what appliances you have in your home and what kind of energy you're using in your home. And so all of these fantastic government schemes that the Victorian government has been rolling out over the past few years with appliance upgrades to more efficient appliances, um, you know, subsidised solar panel installation are great 
But if you're a renter or a public or social housing resident, you know that these programs are not for you. And Claude, we're seeing that in the way people are taking up the Get Off Gas pledge. The overwhelming majority of people who are taking the pledge are people who own their own home. So these are people who feel like the options are available for them and that they can ask for what they want. And we're seeing very, very few renters taking the pledge. And in fact, I'm surprised, you know, given that um, 30% of Victorians are renting and only about 2% of Victorians are in public or social housing, um, we've actually had more respondents from public and social housing than we have from renters to the pledge. And it really just says how cripplingly disengaged the rental community are. So I'm putting an appeal out to all of the renters listening this morning. Please go, if you have gas in your home and you don't want to have gas in your home anymore, please go fill in the pledge, getoffgas.org.au and let us know what your experience is. There's a little comments box and those comments are gold. We're using those to populate a report that we're now writing with a bunch of um, policy measures that compel rental fuel switching and maximise rental efficiency to ensure that rental properties are more comfortable and livable and more efficient and um, zero carbon or as close to zero carbon as possible. Yeah, awesome. And I think definitely renters often fall through the cracks when it comes to these things and they feel like there's no option for them. Um, but it's really awesome that because on the second part of the pledge you then send an email to um, MPs to um, encourage them to to put the pressure on um, on owners that's to, right is that right that's yeah. exactly right and so well um, what you're doing is you're saying to the MPs this many renters in your area want to get off gas so that when we're ready to release our report and that should be in the next month or so uh, we're able to go to the MPs who can see that they've got a number of renters in their community who are struggling and really want to get off gas and want help to do that, um, we can go to those MPs and we can say, look, here's a bunch of policy measures that are going to uh, go some way towards meeting the needs of your constituents. Uh, it's going to, I mean, on a morning as cold as this morning, this is a typical day for Victoria, the most heavy gas using state in Australia to suddenly spike with our gas use. You know, everyone's turning on. If they've got central heating, they're using that. Um, you know, like everybody is is having a longer, hotter shower. Mm. And because so many of our appliances are fueled by gas, we see these crazy spikes in gas use. So this morning is a classic example of why we really need to switch every household in Victoria from gas to renewable electricity. It's a critical urgency, not just for our you know bank balances, while gas is horrendously expensive, you know, and we're all facing cost of living pressure, but also for our health and for the climate as a whole. Absolutely. We'll be right back after this iconic song, Nine to Five by Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah. I tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen I pour myself a cup of ambition I yawn and stretch and try to come to life Then I jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the street the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job From nine to five Working nine to five Sure. 
your dream just to watch him shatter You're just a step on the boss man's ladder But you got dreams he'll never take away And you're in the same boat with a lot of your friends Waiting for the day your ship will come in The tide's gonna turn and it's all gonna roll you away Melbourne, I found a Food Not Bombs flyer on the road and I had like this feast with a carrot and carrots are my favorite vegetable. Yeah, I think they were asking for help doing stuff and I got in touch. We, I guess, rescue food that would otherwise go to waste. I like the aspect of sharing food and um, not making anyone feel obligated to pay anything for it. We make a real point at Food Not Bombs of involving everyone who wants to be involved in whichever part they want to be involved in. For more information go to fnbmelb.noblogs.org Food Not Bombs is a 3CR supporter. And I'm here with Friends of the Earth's No More Gas campaigner Freya Leonard and we're talking about the transition away from gas. So what can be done for renters who don't want to live with gas in their home? So it's a, it's a complex area because you don't want to create an environment where uh, real estate agents and landlords are able, landowners are able to push up rents because they've improved the value of their property. Um, you don't want to put any more stress on the rental market. It's already just an absolute dog's breakfast as it is, you know, and so unaffordable. So we were looking at how to make it so that landowners are inspired to take constructive action in making their homes more comfortable and efficient. Um, and look, you know, it's worth it's worth framing this in terms of um, the minimum standards for rentals in Victoria is about a two star energy rating. If you're building a new home today, it's minimum seven stars. So these are some of the most inefficient households um, occupied by some of the lowest income um, families and people, and. Uh, and they are notoriously leaky, so you need to use so much more energy to keep them warm, which people can't afford. And, you know, we've seen massive spikes in non-payment disconnections. Um, uh, you know, from, from the last uh, quarter of um, – or so for the last for half of 2021, 
Between then and the first half of 2022, non-payment disconnections leapt from around 250 to around 800 and something close to 900 non-payment disconnections, people who couldn't afford their energy bills and had their gas disconnected. Oh, wow. Yeah, just gas alone. So it really is a crisis. So... Uh, we have come up with, you know, I met with the Real Estate Institute of Victoria, some representatives from there. I've spoken to a number of different advocates and we've come up with this carrot and stick measure, a series of policy measures that um, that include uh, different, rental, uh, different um, tax brackets for landowners depending on the thermal qualities of their building. So if you are offering a two-star, and let's be honest, some some of these households are below two-star, you know, like we're seeing some rentals that have got holes in the floor and, I mean, it's ridiculous, right? So um, so if you are offering two stars or below um, energy standards, then you will be taxed at the highest rate. And conversely, if you are offering seven stars or above energy standards, then your tax rate drops significantly so that there's a real financial incentive for landowners and rental providers to offer a home that is of a you know comfortable standard and we think that that's only fair Um, it will have benefits by the way knock-on benefits for the broader economy as people have more disposable income there'll be less stress on the public health budget um, because you know people being too cold in winter um, or using a lot of gas in their homes can lead to health consequences. Um, so the um, sliding tax bracket scheme alongside a means-tested suite of subsidies that are means-tested against the household income, so not the landowner income, but actually the renter's income, so that landowners offering rental properties have an incentive to keep lower income householders in their rental property because they will get the higher subsidies to have rental fuel switching. And to and that includes, it really must start with um, improved insulation, in-wall insulation, underfloor insulation, um, draft stopping, just to make sure that, that the building envelope is using as little energy as it needs to keep people warm and comfortable. Absolutely. And yeah, I think we've all experienced, or a lot of us have experienced houses like that where it's just so drafty or there's absolutely no insulation. Even if you've got the heater on, like as soon as you turn it off, it's freezing again. Mm. Like, yeah, there's Mm. a huge, huge issue in that. And this sounds like such an excellent idea. And also incentivizing it like would just... It's kind of a no-brainer, so that's right. fingers crossed it gets adopted. Well, really, and we, we think it's really obvious, and it's it's not like this is a new idea. You know, we're also looking at picking up some of what's been happening in the European Union. The ACT has started to do this as well, of, of requiring that if you're advertising a rental property, you have to also disclose the energy standards of your rental property. And that creates this kind of pro-social incentive for renters, uh, for rental providers to do the best they can. It makes them look good. Alternatively, it makes them look bad if they are advertising a property that is of a low standard. Uh, so, so we want to create that real sense of um, competition amongst rental providers that I am offering the best rental. I am not a slumlord. You know, I am a responsible community member. Um, who just happens to be a property investor benefiting off capitalism in a way that 
I have opinions about. But um, <laughs> but if you know, I understand that there for a bunch of people, um, owning their own home may never be an option. I also understand there are people who prefer to rent, and uh, and there's no reason why these people should not be comfortable, and living in an efficient, economic, and you know, um, warm, enjoyable household. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We'll be right back after this quick announcement. 3CR is about community and we welcome your participation at the station. 3CR is open to a wide diversity of volunteers and is a great way to connect with Melbourne's activist community. Have you ever thought about volunteering, doing a reception shift, getting a program on air, training in radio skills or contributing to one of the station's committees? There are many ways to be involved at 3CR. To find out more, go to 3cr.org.au and get in touch. And you're back in the studio with Claude and Freya from Friends of the Earth. Um, We've been chatting about getting off gas. And now we're going to pivot a little bit and talk about an upcoming event um, that Freya is organising. So Freya, can you tell us a little bit about what this event's all about? I'd be delighted. Um, The uh, Japanese government, along with Kawasaki um, Heavy Industries, J-Power and a consortium of other groups, including um, Australia's own AGL, but also Dutch Royal Shell, are um, putting forward a proposal for the Gippsland area to produce hydrogen from brown coal at Loyang. I mean, just when we thought that coal was well and truly dead and we were never going to see it again, here we are um, with a revival, the great coal revival, Um and so the idea is to produce hydrogen using coal, um, brown coal power, and then take that hydrogen, pipe it 150 kilometres, um, pipelines across, you know, some of Victoria's finest farmland to um, Western Port at Hastings. Uh, from there, the hydrogen would be um, liquefied, uh, super cooled for export, which you know, all in itself requires an enormous amount of energy to get that hydrogen down to minus 230 degrees centigrade. Um, or are they going to turn it into ammonia? We don't know. But um, but the idea is that this hydrogen would then be exported to Japan to help meet their energy needs. It's a ridiculous idea made... Oh, my God. You're right. Made even more crazy by the fact that sitting off the side of this project... Um, in order to conquer the emissions that would be the, the equivalent of 730 petrol vehicles each year on the road, uh, there's this massive CCS project, and in fact the largest one ever proposed globally, to help offset those emissions or you know draw down those emissions. We know from experience there is not a single CCS project operating in the world today that has met its targets. Um, There's two examples. The best two examples are in Norway. Um, They haven't started uh, leaking carbon dioxide back out into the atmosphere yet, but the um, carbon dioxide has already started to leave the chambers that it has been pumped into. So we know that this is a ridiculous technology and everything about this proposal is ludicrous in the extreme. So we are working with... um, a number of different groups who all have concerns, and this includes the Australia Institute, who have written a report condemning this project. Um, IEFA, which is the Institute of Energy Economics and Finance Financial Analysis, 
uh, just a couple of weeks ago released a report which destroyed, devastated the business case for this project. Um, we just think it's it's crazy for us at this time in history to be con contemplating another carbon-heavy project. Uh, so we have um, we've put together a petition. And we're really encouraging everybody to sign the petition. Um, if you want to know where to find it, it's on the Vic Parliament of Victoria website. Um, the, we've created a bit.ly um, short URL. So that's um, bit.ly forward slash no two. That's numeral two. Um, H-E-S-C. And HESC stands for Hydrogen Energy Supply Chain. So that's bit.ly forward slash no to HESC. Jump on and sign the petition. We need 10,000 people to have signed that petition in order to force a debate in the Legislative Council to say we, you know, to, to compel Victoria's parliamentarians to discuss this project. And we think it really does need um, the cold, hard glare of sunshine on it to um, to really expose the the numerous flaws in this project, uh, we're also just to back that up, um, uh, holding a rally on the steps of Parliament House at eight between eight thirty and nine thirty in the morning. So drop by if you're on your way to work and you're working in the city. Um, that's on the morning of Wednesday, the thirtieth of August. It's a sitting day. Uh, we'll be inviting a number of um, parliamentarians to come out and speak to that rally. Uh, we understand that uh, the Greens have a bill before Parliament at the moment for no new coal projects and so that this rally is timed as well to draw attention to the fact that the Greens are finally, you know, putting on the table, Victoria should finally stop um, engaging in any further coal projects, whether it's for export or for domestic use. Absolutely. And we'll put all the links to both the petition and the rally up on the podcast at 3cr.org. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I nearly wanted to cry when you told me <laughs> that they were going to try and use brown coal to hydrogen. Like, honestly, it's just we know how bad it is. We know that there's so many other alternatives and it's just like – honestly so backwards I can't believe it it really is and you know I can appreciate that Japan is um, a very energy intensive country that they want to do what they can to reduce their carbon emissions but that doesn't mean that they can kick the can down the road to Australia and have us you know become their um, you know their their energy producer at a, hu a huge carbon expense or huge climate expense uh, we are really, you know, we're, we're, if they want to engage in hydrogen production, that's fine. Make sure it's green hydrogen. Um, they do say that the project won't go ahead without the CCS project um, satisfactorily working alongside it. And we think that alone will be enough to sink this project. So we're hopeful that it won't ever happen. Uh, but, it, you know, like all of these major projects, we'll take all of us pushing back against it to make sure that we see it out the door forever. Well, it sounds like you're doing a bunch of amazing work and um, I hope everyone can make it down to the rally. Tell us again when that will be. So that's going to be from 8.30 to 9.30, Wednesday the 30th of August on the steps of Parliament House of Victoria. Excellent. And again, we'll put all the links on the podcast on the 3CR website. And you've been tuning into 
Dirt Radio on 3CR with Claude Galois from Friends of the Earth and I've been speaking to Freya Leonard from the No More Gas campaign. If you missed any of the show, you can listen back on the 3CR website and stay tuned because up next is Billabong Beats with Gavin Moore. And I'll leave you with a song by Archie Roach called There Is A God. When all the trees have gone And all the rivers dried Don't despair When all the flowers have died For I have heard That there's a garden Somewhere When you hear the children cry When you see them die And mother can't sing a lullaby I can smell Blessed Warm spring rain 